This podcast episode will contain strong language. Discretion is advised. I'm Steven. I DM'd this nonsense. And this is Disadvantage. This is interesting hearing that clap from this side because usually I hear Joe count down and then I hear like clap, 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 clap. But what I saw initiating the clap was I went three, two, one, clap, and then you guys were like a beat later, but all together. Interesting. So that's interesting. But anyway, so what's everybody eating and or drinking? It's 11 o'clock in the morning, so I hope someone is day drinking. <laughs> um, well, I'm just drinking Dr. Pepper because it's my biggest sin in the world. It's a good sin to have. I am Sarah, drink- what you mentioned on oh. I am drinking you can- aqua because I have to drive after this. <laughs> yeah, I can't like I'm at band camp. I can't like be getting <laughs> be getting shitty at my you know, in my room by myself and then go out and teach later. Like I mean yeah, someone does it. Too. Someone Someone, does. but I can't afford to be that person. Mm. But I am munching some wheat thins and sliced cheese. Nice. Um, I've had too many day drinking experiences in the past week or so, so I'm drinking water. <laughs> Good plan, that. So any tomfoolery that happens in this Disadvantage episode will 100% just be us being idiots. Us, yeah, yep. fucking around. Yep. Um, See, so y'all, y'all ready to roll some bones? Let's yep. do it. I, I realize that I am not Joe and that I am at best a poor facsimile. Um... But I'm gonna do the best I can. Uh, don't tell me about your characters yet because you're gonna have an opportunity in game to do it. Um, as this is a disadvantage, just for you guys, like obviously, like get things done, but you're allowed to screw around as much as you want, just for a good time. And this is meant to be done kind of silly. All you need to know, we're playing in a part of the world called undoing and if you're looking on the advantage websites the website uh, at the maps and you scroll down to one that says watched forest if you look over into the like farthest right side um, kind of near the middle you'll see the little dot for undoing and then there's a big mountain range right there and then the valley of monsters this area generally speaking is like fairly close to the ether like the valley of monsters is there and so it's um, as I explained to the players, like it's an area where like people go to be out of the center of government, 
There's a lot of sketchy people around here. Uh, I'll have probably a follow-up question for you, Yessi, just because I didn't get your character set up ahead of time, but I'll give you a moment to describe your character. So, part the veils of reality, and here we go. You look up from your parchment and confirm what your directions told you. In front of you, nested in a densely wooded area, is a way stop glowing with light and warmth. A wooden sign hangs above the door, showing a congenial tiefling woman in a flowery apron holding a wooden spoon and the words Mama Matrastas in swooping script. Just a few miles out of the town of Undoing, you know that this way stop is for all, and all means all. Criminals, treasure hunters, and or any creature willing to abide Matrasta's rules is welcome. You enter and are rewarded with friendly conversations in a bustling common room. You glance around and you see all manner of interesting fellows. Among the assorted miscreants, you notice a table with a rock gnome gesticulating wildly as he converses animatedly with two dark elves who appear to be twins. Yet, uh, at another table, you see a red dragonborn with scars all over uh, rough arms and hands drinking quietly by himself. You even catch a glimpse of a towering, powerful Githyanki man occupying a private dining room. You are struck by what seems to be the excessive politeness with which everyone behaves, a stark contrast to their hardened and frightening exteriors. You see in several places on a wall signs apparently detailing the house rules. They read, one, no fighting, two, mind your manners, three, don't leave a mess. Directly under those rules, in all caps, is the statement, you will get one warning. A man in dark, hooded robes is waving at you from his table. You quickly identify Sulak Soulkeeper, your contact, and you hurry over to his table. You sit down and find yourself quickly joined by two others. So take this moment to describe what I would see if I look at your character. So, uh, Sarah, do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so... so you, you, you can, sorry, uh, you can say like what your class and stuff is, but... Um, technically speaking, all you have to reveal is your appearance. Yeah, what they look like. And I don't really care either way there, but uh, my character, uh, she sits down. She is a halfling, so she kind of actually climbs onto the chair. And uh, she's just wearing some like really basic uh, leather armor, and she's got a sweet scimitar and a rapier uh, on her back. So she's very heavily armed um, for a small person. What did I say? The armor, the cool weapons. I'm very excited about this character because she's just like loaded with weapons. Um, her uh, her name is, she introduced herself as a uh, Makarin Flamewater. Um, and I need to write down how I said that because now I have to keep saying it that way. What's her uh, like disposition? Is she sitting animatedly like ready to, to talk? Obviously she introduced herself. Like what, what kind of vibe do we get from her? Um, she's kind of, she's kind of excited. I would say, like, not overly excited, but she's very, she's obviously very eager to be there. And, uh, I can give more, like, background details if you want, or I can leave them for later. It's up to you. That's up to you in terms of dialogue. So this part I have is just, okay, like, Okay, we'll put that in characters. the dialogue later. But if you, like, you'll have an opportunity for your characters to talk amongst themselves if you would like it. And so you cool. can, you know, do whatever you want. We'll hold uh, on let's to that. go next. Zach, go for it. Tell me about your character. Alright. Um, I'm playing a tiefling. About 5'11-ish. Fairly tall, but not super tall. A little more middle-aged. And very regal-looking. Like, he's been in 
like potentially a noble profession of some sort in the past. Gold eyes. Um, his uh, skin tone is it's sort of a mixture between someone who looks like they're um, they've been sunburnt and like a, a nice tan somewhere in, in that range because I I was doing research last night and I found out that tieflings can just have like people colored skin which I thought was interesting and then uh, some long dark red hair and his horns are curled ram's horns and they sort of accentuate the, the long hair they like kind of curl around sort of uh, I guess Leia from Star Wars style <laughs> yes. with the with the side buns but instead they're ram's horns I'm here for that. Um, he's what's, your, what's your disposition like? Um, proper, but relaxed. Wearing, like, some leather armor and stuff. Just kind of... Um, he definitely sits up straight, but you can tell that he's comfortable in his mannerisms. Alright, Yessie, tell me about your character. So, sitting down is a half-orc with, like, a lightish green skin tint. His teeth are a little crooked, kind of a uh, to the left, less if he's been like hit with something. And he has some like linear tattoos on his cheeks, kind of tribal. He's not wearing any armor. He does have a cloak on, and as he's sitting down, his kind of he's kind of skittery, kind of looking down, kind of looking over his shoulder every now and then. Cool. <clears throat> I'm gonna try to do voices because I think they're fun. Feel free to laugh; it's fine. Well, hello, dear travelers. I see you heeded my summons to work and come seeking treasures. For the right items, I would be willing to give you enough gold for any treasures you are likely to seek. Plus, most here in Undoing are not as trusting of outsiders as I am. Perhaps the more valuable treasure I have to offer is my word um, for your skill. The plain truth is that if you want to work here, you need some entry-level experience. Um, Sulak is about to go on, but is interrupted by a commotion across the common room. Don't forget to clean up your dishes, dear. The statement comes from a small tiefling woman, presumably Mama Matrasta herself. I didn't come here to do my own chores, dear. I came here to get served, and you can have someone else bust my table. Observe the rules, dear. You've been warned once. Her reply came calmly, but with a cold fury that chills your spine. I couldn't care less about your gods forsake. Suddenly, the air becomes charged with the arcane as black necrotic energy erupts from Mitrasta with a screaming rush of hurricane winds. The rioting blackness engulfs the rude patron before he can even scream. After a few seconds, the air returns to stillness and Mitrasta's warming smile appears on her face as the magic dissipates. The patrons pointedly ignore Matrasta and go about their meals quietly. She did warn them. After a few moments, Sulak launches back into his description. So, as I was saying, you need me as much as I need you. <laughs> I'll trade you. You don't ask why I need these items, and I won't ask what you are running from. Your quest is to bring me three items from various locations. The first item I need is a vial of dust from the Battle of the Mind Flayers. Um, the next is gonna be like a cut to the next scene. So if your characters want to talk at all, like away from the table or something, you can take this opportunity. If not, we can cut straight to the scene. 
So like you're you're getting up and you're leaving Mama Matrastas. You said a vial of dust from the Battle of the Mind Flayers. Uh, yeah, the battleground of the uh, of the Mind Flayers. Yeah. So you're gonna go get some dirt. I know we're not supposed to ask why he needs that, but like, are we really <laughs> about to go get a jar of dirt? Are you? Do you want to ask him that? Or are you talking amongst yourselves about amongst that? Amongst ourselves. So you say in character. Well, in character. <clears throat> well, I don't see any uh, any problem with going and picking up a little dirt for somebody, especially if it's worth it. Uh, weird people want weird things. I mean, good talk. It's fine. <laughs> um, like, how hard can going and picking up some dirt for some treasure be? I will divulge this about my character, which I think is going to impact my RP, as he is not bright. He has like a negative one to intelligence <laughs> and wisdom. <laughs> so you know. Fair enough. Please updo that. Like, play that up as much as you want. Now, like, you know, cut scene straight to you standing in front of this battlefield. The, uh, the sight before you is immediately sobering. Despite being well into the night, Sulak explained that necrotic forces you are trying to harness are strongest in the smallest hours of the late night and early morning. There is a faint glow to the area that seems to come from nowhere and everywhere at once. A light fog hangs in the air, and your view seems at once clear and faintly shrouded in mystery. The foreground shows a land changed by battle. Trees are charred husks, jagged claws that reach out of the upturned earth, and scattered refuse litters the ground. The skeletal remains of various creatures lay as if tossed by giants. Uh, everybody roll a medicine check. Eight. Eight. Four. Okay. Four. Fifteen. Fifteen. So, Sarah, what was your character's name? Maycarin. Maycarin? Uh-oh. Maycarin. Maycarin. So, Maycarin, you're able to tell that um, these are, like, clearly they're corpses. That wasn't hard to see. Um, And they've decayed for some time. Um, But not, like, these aren't, like, ancient ruins. Like, this happened within, like, say, the lifespan of a human. Let's say somewhere in the neighborhood of like 10 to 20 years ago. You also are able to identify some of the skeletons as mind flayers. You know that mind flayers are aberrant creatures from the Underdark that seek to expand their dominance to all realms. Uh, Will Sarah or Mark, what was it? Mekaren. Mekaren, will you also roll an arcana check, please? These dice are on it today. Uh, 17. You know that what makes them so powerful and feared are their psionic abilities. So even in the Underdark, people don't go mess with them. These were all clearly soldiers who died in pitched combat. Sorry, now everybody is saying this. You can, you can tell this. As your gaze expands to include the background, you see a massive crashed vessel buried into the ground. At a cursory glance, this huge ship would appear to be just a large, seaworthy vessel. However, sails stick out at odd angles and seem to have an iridescent veneer of arcane energy, as if the sails were made for navigating something more magical than water. The ship is all jagged lines and harsh angles, with the bow pointed like a spear tip. You know that there is likely great treasure in that vessel, but you have been warned by Sulak. He told you that the ship belongs to Gish Zezaz, 
the local leadership of undoing. To trespass there would almost certainly mean death. Sulak instructed you to only gather dirt from the remains of this battle, stating that you should seek out the area that appears to have seen the most conflict, as this will have the most necrotic energy. So now this is like a, you're kind of set free. You can wander around, you can go look at stuff, you can do any checks if you want. Sure. Said there was a crashed vessel, right? Yes, um, it's pretty far away though. Like it's clearly huge and you can see that it's huge even at this distance, but it's not like 10 feet in front of you. Like it's a good ways away. And that's where we're not supposed to go. Correct. Sulak has warned you not to go into that vessel because it belongs to Gish. Who's Gish? Uh, Gish Zezo is the local leadership of Undoing, is all you know. He's okay. he's the man in charge. Uh, everybody roll me a history check. Nine. Uh, Fourteen. Ten. Zach, what's your character's name? Uh, Morthos. Morthos. And Yessie, what's your character's name? Bastin. Bastin. I need to write these down. Me too. So, Morthos, Bastin... And say yours one more time, Sarah. May Karin. May Karin. Um, so Morthos and Bastin, you're able to like connect two memories in your head. The conversation with Zulok about Gish and the Githyanki man that you saw in the oh. private dining room in Matrastas. May Karin, you did not have that revelation though. No, uh, but I did look up Githyanki when you said it and I spelled it right the first time. Um, <laughs> so I know the history. My player knowledge knows the history of what's up. Um, didn't you guys want to like wander around and uh, look at anything, or? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna kind of explore the area a little bit, like the the battlefield. Um, see if there's anything that's like notable, other than just like the dirt and the skeletons and stuff. Everybody roll perception. Zach, do so with advantage, please. Unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, God, three? Well, <laughs> 14. So, Morthos and Mekaren, you turn just in time to see four humanoid creatures shambling in your direction, moaning loudly in a scratchy, gargling tone. With a soft crack, one of them falls over, leaving what appears to be its legs standing as the rest of the body falls to the ground. The other creatures pause briefly and turn to see their fallen companion. The one on the ground looks up, moans louder, and continues towards you, pulling itself by its arms. Jesus. Prompted by its forward progress, the other creatures continue their moaning and walking. Roll for initiative. Are these, these, some, these some old zombies? Yeah, some zombies. <laughs> We want to say thank you to all the people that make this show possible. First, Dark Silver Forge for continuing to offer 10% off to Advantage listeners with the promo code ADVANTAGEDND. All one word, all caps, no spaces. Everyone in the Advantage cast rolls with their dice and we all love them. They're fantastic. Uh, a shout out to Daniel Grayling and Blake Bost for art and music for the main Advantage show and for Ormond Audio for providing the music for Disadvantage as well as music for the main show. Thank you to the cast for putting up with what I took them through in this episode. And most importantly, thank you to our patrons and community at large. You don't have to spend money on this show to care about it. A share or a like helps. Certainly leave us a review on iTunes if you think about it. It helps us get out to listeners that might not find us. 
Come join our Discord on the Darkmore Podcast Network, where you'll find other podcasts like How Friends Roll, Fun But Why, Playing Out of Character, and The Misadventurers. And most importantly, thanks for listening. I hope you describe that scene where you definitely imagine they're like walking forward and then one of them just like falls over and everyone's like, wait, is he okay? And then he's like, ugh! And then just and they're like, oh anyway. yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, let's he's just keep fine. going. Keep going. So, oh, yes, Carl with his bum leg. Roll, roll for initiative, please. Hey. Uh, ten. Wait, so you had ten, Zach? Yep. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. I got a nineteen for initiative. Oh, all right. That's great. Let me roll the zombies. Darn, I told you what they are. Zombie four. Okay. Um, they they all were kind of like hobbling towards you in more or less the same direction. So they're 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 not like in a line or in either way. It's just like kind of a group, but they're spread out enough to where they're distinctly individuals. Um, and there is one on the ground crawling. Um, let's say that none of you are, are close enough yet for a melee attack, and they aren't either. It's going to take uh, a turn or so of walking for them to get to you, but if you both move, you should be able to get there in time. And Bastin, you get to start. So I didn't see them, right? Because only... Correct. So I should just like punish you and put you last in initiative order, because you're the only one who has no idea what's going on. <laughs> Um, if you can flavor what you're about to do as completely accidental, I'll let you go first, though. No, Bastin is, like, just worried about getting some dirt. So he's gonna walk over to a pile of bones and, like, try to scoop some dirt up and do his bag, whatever we're putting this stuff in. Uh, it's, you've got, you've all got several glass vials. Sulak wanted to make sure that you definitely got something worth using, so he'd rather you get more than less. Gotcha. I'm gonna fill one of my vials. Awesome. <laughs> okay. Weird um, dirt from weird man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a zombie's turn, and it is going to see you distracted and start walking in your direction, but it will not be able to see you. Um, if you want to notice it in the next turn, you will need to roll a perception check. Mekaran, it is your turn. All right. Um... Along with her rapier and scimitar, also the character generator I used to generate this character, like, saved my butt. Because, like, I would have had no idea how to pick weapons and stuff for this. Um, but she happens to also have a hand crossbow, so she actually can attack from this far. Um, so she's going to try and shoot a bolt at the, uh, the zombie that's heading towards Bastin. Okay. Does a 15 hit? It does. Hey, okay. 1d6 plus 4 piercing damage. Uh, they're within like 30 feet, right? Or are they far? Yeah, you, you, can, you can definitely hit them. Okay. Well, yeah, okay. I, we're all going to be using characters that we don't normally play, yeah. so like doing our stats is going to be a little slow. That's fine. Yeah. So 1d6 plus 4. Uh, I think that's 8. You should be able to... Uh, are there like modifiers on that? You... Is the plus 4 your dex? The plus four is not my deck. Uh, the plus four is my dex. 
Okay. Yep. Um, God. If you're a ranger, do you have Hunter's Mark? No, because I didn't pick the features. They're random, okay. so they're all stupid. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you, dealt, you, you dealt eight damage then? My favorite em- enemy is oozes, so... Oops. Oh, I see. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Eight damage is fine. Eight damage. Uh, so you shoot, uh, and this thing takes it pretty squarely in the middle of the chest, and it like kind of wiggles a second from the impact, but then continues to walk forward relatively unfazed. That was going to be a um, problem. Or, or, sorry, apparently unfazed. Um, it's the zombie on the ground's turn, and it is going to take it two turns to get anywhere useful, so it is going to also be moving its way toward Bastin. Uh, is it Morthos or Marthos? Uh, Morthos. Morthos. Okay, Morthos. It is your turn. Hi. You could get in in range of the uh, first two that have moved, minus the, or just the first one uh, in one turn. The other ones will take another turn. All right. Well, I'm going to try to get. You see what's your character's name again? Bastin. Bastin. I'm going to try to get Bastin pointed in the right direction because I feel like he's the one that'll really rain havoc on these guys um so i'm gonna give him some racial profiling there (laughs) give him some uh some bardic inspiration and it's gonna be really funny because i'm gonna use a bunch of random quotes that are gonna be like um like i'm gonna i'm gonna look at him and i'm gonna be like you said bastion bastin 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 in this life to earn your place, you must fight for it. <laughs> um, roll. Let's say, uh, Bastin, will you just roll a raw <laughs> intelligence roll? Yeah, see sure. If you're able to figure out what he's talking about at all. You're not gonna believe this. Did you? I did. So technically, it's a zero, but I don't think you can roll zeros. Uh, <laughs> So you crit failed. I did. So, so, so tell me how you managed to either not understand or completely ignore whatever he just said. Bastin always fights. <laughs> Morthos challenging Bastin. <laughs> <laughs> no! Uh, zombies! <laughs> um, but that'll have to wait till the next turn. The well, that's, other... that's, that's just a, a bonus action. That's just bardic inspiration. Oh, okay. So your turn's not over. No. Okay. Um, oh shit, are you playing a fucking bard? I am playing a bard. <laughs> <laughs> I am then going to use the spell Fairy Fire. And all of the zombies are just going to glow various different colors um, of like blue or green or violet. Like just mm-hmm. kind of sp- splattered throughout them. They're just various different colors. And they will need to make a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first one rolled 17, so he's okay. Second one rolled 8, so fail. 6, fail. And 15, so that will succeed. So what happens to the two that failed? Okay, so all of them are s- still affected, um, and we have advantage on attacks against them. But the Ooh, ones okay. that uh, failed the dexterity saving throw... Um, are outlined in light, and they, like, glow, and can, they, they shed light on a 10-foot radius. So they're, like, they're, like, highlighted, like, when you're in a game, and it's showing you the stuff you actually can, like, interact with? Kind of <laughs> yeah. like, like, there's, like, a little outline around them? Yes, there's, like, a little outline around them. 
yeah. we all activated our like uh, eagle Eagle's sense or whatever it's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Witcher L-target. sense. target. The two remaining zombies whose turns it is uh, that it are, they are, whatever. The two remaining zombies are going to um, also continue to walk toward Bastin. Bastin, it is your turn. Please roll perception to see if you notice anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, 17. Hey. All right. So it finally dawns on you that there are th- at least three zombies. You maybe, let's say you don't notice the one on the ground, but the three that are walking are like readily apparent to you and could quickly be in range. The downside is if you get in range of one of them, you get in range of all three. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So do I gain the boon from Bardic Inspiration once I finally notice the zombies or not? Nah? Um, I'll say you gain it now. It's like suddenly your settings got turned on, and so you're like, oh, these are bad guys. <laughs> what does Bardic Inspiration do, Zach? Uh, you can use a, you can get a plus six, or a d6, sorry, not a plus six, um, a d6 to any of your... Um, ability checks or attack rolls or saving throws until like you just get a you get an extra d6 on your attack roll. Nice. Yeah. See, can you just role play your character going like not only discovering that there are zombies but connecting what uh, Morthos said to the zombies, like how you under like putting it together in your brain. Morthos is supposed to be friend. Why Morthos wants to fight Bastion? <laughs> zombies! <laughs> Morthos want Bastion fight zombies! <laughs> Take advantage on your first attack roll. Um, so, so if, if you do something that hits all three, you'll only have advantage on one. I won't unfortunately do that, but I will rage. Nice. And I will go up to the nearest one and try to hit him. All right, go for it. Let's see. Where's my weapons? Yeah, it's a 23 hit. Absolutely. So that's... Yikes. Okay, that's 15 damage. Let me see if I get anything from this rage. Da-da-da. Um, it's, it's enough. So tell me how you dispatch <laughs> this zombie. <laughs> so... This Morth- is the one This is the one that um, Makarin shot. So... Bastin turns around and realizes that there's a small horde of zombies coming towards him. And he just rushes the first one, kind of puts his shoulder into him, and then draws his great axe, like, two-handed, and cleaves it, like, upwards at him, kind of cutting him from shoulder to... or from, like, rib to neck area. And so, like, one arm and the head kind of limp down as the rest of the body falls. Awesome. Uh, Mekaren, it is your turn. You've just watched your companion absolutely obliterate that zombie. And there are two remaining, one on the ground. Or sorry, three remaining, one on the ground. Three remaining, including one on the ground? Correct. Got it. Um, If I run forward, will I be close enough to hit one? Um, Yes, if you run forward, you'll be close enough to hit any one of the three. Actually, you'll, you'll be close enough to hit uh, the two that are not on the ground, but they will both be in melee range of you. All right. So they're, they're, they're close enough together that you could run up. Okay. Um, uh, why not? Uh, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to run up. I'm going to pull out 
both of my swords because I have that, and that's just very cool. Um, and I'm gonna try and like double slash at one, which allows me to cause a lot more damage. Oh, sweet. Does a, a 23 old hella hit? Absolutely. Uh, lots of different dice here. Okay, that one has a D8. This one has a D6. And then I have to do another thing. Okay, so 1D8 plus 4. Of course, I rolled a goddamn 3. So I'm literally, seven. like, this is like old school. I'm going to write this stuff down. Did you did you roll one attack for one? For, it should be two separate attacks, correct? It says... If you're just doing a melee, to like two basic it, melee attacks. It is, so it says fighting style, two weapon fighting. Add ability mod to damage of second weapon's hits. So I guess... You still have to roll an attack roll for each for weapon. For each. Okay, so the so, first so, weapon does hit. And it does the seven damage Seven. That you just said. So I'll just do the double, the extra. The other one, still going to hit because it's an 18. Okay. And then that's the D6. Jesus, my roll suck. Um, that's going to be a five, plus five, plus ability mod. Your, my ability your mod is, is my dex, right? You've already, that's the plus four. It's so just I get to add your, an extra one. No, it's saying that on your second attack, you would normally not get to add your dex mod, I think. Oh. But, you, but you do because of your fighting style. Dope. There's that's, a two that's how, yes. yeah. yeah, that's how I understood that. So, so Sarah, your total damage was 13 then? It's only 13, but I feel like I need to be adding a proficiency bonus somewhere. But let it be 13. Uh, proficiency is added in attack roll, is it not? Yes. Yeah, so oh, to, it's, it's not in... Not it's to not damage also? Yeah. It's okay. to damage. Yeah. It's to damage. Is it to yeah. damage? I don't remember. Okay. So if, yeah, if you're using a weapon you're proficient in, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so then, yeah. yeah. Let add, me make uh, sure I'm proficient in them both, but I think I am. Yeah. Martial weapons. So what's what's your proficiency? Is it two? Should Probably. be two. Probably. It should be two. Yeah. Proficiency is always. Yeah. It's two. So then it'll be it'll be you'll be adding four because it was two for each one. So oh, dope. Seven. That's seventeen. Sixteen damage. total. Well, you ma you mapped it wrong. Yeah, because it's oh. seven plus five. Oh, 7 plus 5. Okay, yeah. So okay, 16 so we're at 16. Total. And then do I get to add that Bardic Inspo or no? No, I, uh, well, I Bardic Inspoed. Um, oh, you, yeah, our friend. Yeah. Yeah, Bastin. <laughs> Bastin. So 16 Bastin. damage. Bastin. Okay. okay, thanks for talking me through that, guys. Zach is probably our resident, like, Zach and Yesi are both pretty good at mechanics. I'm not, so feel free to call me out when I do stuff wrong. It's not going to hurt my feelings. Um... The crawling zombie is now finally within reach of somebody, and it is you, uh, Maykaren. And so it is going to do uh, an attack. I'm going to give it disadvantage because it's on the ground. Okay. Does 13 hit you? Haha, <laughs> it doesn't hit. Cool. So, uh, you know, it's just crawling around, and it comes up to you, and it's like swiping at your legs, but you're easily able to just step out of its reach. Uh... Morthos, it's your turn. Okay. Um, so there's one big zombie and one little zombie left? There are two. They're all the same size, but there are well, two zombies. You know, like the crawling yeah, zombie. ground zombie. There, there's two standing zombies and one crawling zombie. Okay. Um, and one of the standing zombies is the, is the one that took damage. Right. I'm going to look at the one that didn't take damage. Okay. And I'm going to say to it, Ugh! What the hell is all? Is that all over your face? Oh, 
It's just your face. <laughs> Save a uh, deal wisdom saving throw. Yeah, they uh, did not succeed at that saving throw. So it has disadvantage on its next attack and takes a damage. I want to know that that attack is called roast. It's called vicious mockery. Ah, uh, close. So how much damage does it take? One damage. Oh, one arm. Wait, it does all that and only takes one damage? Well, it gives them disadvantage. Oh, yeah. That, that's what it's really for, is to give give enemies disadvantage. Um, Mekharin, the zombie you hit is now going to swing back at you. Does 19 hit your AC? Yep. Okay. You take three whole damage. OMG. And then the other one as well is going to attack at you, but it has disadvantage. Uh, it will fail that attack. Bastin, it is your turn. This is a crawling zombie, right? Um, you can be within range of any... You can take a step in any direction pretty much and hit any of them. They're all pretty close now. Okay. I'm just going to hit the, the one that's closest to me. I don't know if it's the crawling right. one or not. Let, let's say it's one of the standing ones. All right. Because the, the crawling one was closest to Makarin. Gotcha. I'm going to try to hit it with my axe. Okay. Does an eight hit? It does. <laughs> I mean, it is, wow. It's, it's a, Ty goes to the attacker, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, don't forget you have advantage on all of your attack rolls right now. Yes, oh. Yes, it it doesn't right. matter. Eight is enough. These are pretty weak dudes. Eight damage? Um, so tell me how you dispatch this zombie. I this imagine is the one, this is the one that Makarin like sliced up with her blades. <laughs> yeah, I imagine like they were kind of just they. You said they weren't in a line, but they were like a little further back from uh, each they, other. They were in a small horde. <laughs> yeah. So I just slashed through the first one. Makarin ran up and like sliced up the second one, really like finesse and like it looked good. I'm just gonna like overhand cleave the next one or that same one as it's like reeling back from being sliced up awesome you hear a deeper more menacing growl come from your right and turn to see a creature standing tall and proud against the desecrated landscape wearing armor and armed with a wicked blade tentacles hang from the face of this creature it roars at you in an unearthly wail and black ichor drops from apparent legions covering its skin it runs forward to join combat you can roll uh, perception checks or uh, history checks. Is this everybody or just Yessie? Everybody, everybody, sorry. Let me try that again. Well, that's 16. Uh, 10. I can't read this character sheet. Uh, 14. Okay, you all pass. Um, if only just uh, Yessie. Um, <laughs> you are able to recognize this as like the dead remains of a mind flayer. So oh. this is still some kind of necrotic creature, but it's clearly, like, way more capable than the zombies that you've just been playing, you know, having batting practice with. And it is the second zombie's turn, the one that um, Morthos made fun of. And does it have any kind of... You said it has disadvantage yeah. on rolls? Dang it, because it rolled a nat 20. Uh, it's going to miss its attack... Um, and then the other creature is going to... Let's say it's going to take an attack on Bastin. It ran up and was close enough. The, All right. The, that's the crawly one, right? No, this is the new creature that oh, just Oh, the new the creature just ran up and is going to take a bite out right. of it. Right. Uh, does 22 hit your AC? Yeah, it's going to hit. Awesome. 
let's do, you're gonna take five damage uh, is for it, that first one. Is it, oh, is it bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage? It is slashing damage. I have resistance to it while I'm raging. So that'll give you, you take half? Yeah. Is it half rounded up or half rounded down? Not sure. Let's say rounded down. Um, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna actually hit at you with two attacks. It has two swords. The second one is gonna be nineteen. Does that hit? Yes. And then it's eight damage, so you would take four. Six total. Six total. Yes. Uh, Bastin, it is now your turn. Well, I'm mad. Bastin, angry. Weird tentacle man. I'm gonna hit him. Okay. <laughs> I'm. My dice rolling app is frozen. I don't have my physical dice with me. Oh, the struggle. Missing out there on that dark silver forge dice. I know. But, not 20. Bad. Bad news. Oh, wait. I get max damage on a critical. Yeah. So that's going to be 16 whole damage. 16 nice. damage. Nice job. Uh, Makarin, it is your turn. Alrighty, so um, I'm still really close to the zombies, right? Right. Alright, so I'm going to keep slashing, hacking, slashing away at them. 14 hits, yeah? Yes. Alright, so my first hack slash is the D8. There we go. Yay! That one hit way harder. Plus D, plus 4. So my first, I take my rapier and I do a quick little slash slash. And that is 11 damage. What, did you add your proficiency as well? Oh, shit, no. That's 13 so damage. 13 damage, okay. And then, um, let's see if I hit the next one. Uh, 15 hits, yep. Yes. A. Um, okay, and then 3 plus 4 plus 2 is 9. So I take my scimitar and I give another little slash slash, and I uh, go for his neck for 3 plus 4 plus 2 damage. Nine damage. So that was nine plus thirteen. I think, yeah, shit. So tell me how you kill this thing. So I literally take my two swords. Um, so it's a rapier and a scimitar. So they're not like matching swords, but they still look very cool. And I literally just like decapitate it um, with both swords at the same time, kind of like scissors. Swish. Okie dokie. And his head is on the ground. Awesome. It is the zombie on the ground's turn. I'm going to say that it's gotten close enough to you that it's had time to sit up, so it is not going to roll with disadvantage. It's going to miss anyway, though, so, uh, Morthos, it's your turn. All right, so we have the the Mind Flayer zombie and the Crawly zombie left? Correct. Okay, I'm going to turn to the Mind Flayer zombie, and I'm going to say the worst time to have a heart attack is during a game of charades. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is great. Um, so it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Uh, 16, so it should succeed. That's true. Yeah, it does succeed. It, it, it looks at you, like, confusedly, not even understanding the language that you're speaking. Fair enough. It actually probably does speak common. Let's say it doesn't. Let's say this one never knew common. Because it just, like, the languages it knows in life are the things that it should know. And I'm going to say that it didn't know common for some reason. So it doesn't even know what you were saying. All right. No problem. I'm going to give... Sarah, what's your character's name again one more time? Maycarin. Maycarin. I'm going to look at you and say, 
Do not wait to strike till the iron is hot, but make it hot by striking. <laughs> Bardic inspiration. Thanks. <laughs> it is the creature's turn. It is going to uh, swing. Seeing that um, Bastin is going to be relatively difficult to hit, it is going to take a couple steps and swing at Mekarin. All right. Does 10 hit? No. Okay. How about 20? Yeah, that hits. Okay. It's going to use Life Drain. Oh, great. Uh, it does 1d6 necrotic damage, so 7 damage. Okay. And then you need to do a DC 13 con saving throw. Right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Or your hit point maximum is reduced an amount equal to the damage taken. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Bardic Inspiration, right? Oh, fuck no. everything. I rolled 20 anyway. <laughs> okay, so you succeed. But you um, can but use you... Bardic Inspiration on a saving throw if you want. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, I guess he did just give it to you. Um, and so you, you'll still just take the seven damage, but okay. you are unfazed. The zombie looks at you, like, a little confusedly, uh, can, uh, trying to figure out why its attack didn't hurt you more. And uh, Bastin, it's your turn. Do not run, tentacle man. Bastin says as he chases after this mind flayer. He's going to try to swing his axe again for a 15 to hit. Uh, 15 will hit. Sweet. And a 9 damage. Alright. Uh, Mekarin, it is your turn. Oh, okay. Um, have we killed the ground zombie yet? No, it's not even taken damage yet. Oh my god, okay. I'm gonna try and it's and... directly in front of you. Yeah, that's true. It's been it's been bugging me for a minute. Wow, um, that's I'm gonna try and Yeah, for real. I'm gonna try and slice and dice that little dude. Damn, I am just killing it with these. Seventeen hits, so let's go uh-huh. for the first weapon. Six plus two is eight, plus four is twelve. So I do my first slicey dice with my uh, uh, rapier. And that's for 12 damage. Yeah, 12 damage. And then let's see if I get my second slicey dice. When I rolled an 18, this isn't going to last forever, you guys. I don't know what I just to say, do. like, <laughs> where are these rolls when you're more Linda? Like? Uh, that's 3 plus 4 plus 2. Obviously, the school year is not happening right now. 9. 9. So 12 plus 9, that's 19 damage of slicey dicey on our zombie friend. 12 plus 9? Yeah. The first so one be, was 12. That'd be 21 damage? Did I say 19? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is 21. Yeah, you deal a that pretty... That No, it does not. But you deal a pretty serious blow. This zombie barely looks like it's holding on. Yeah, so basically I, like, uh, cut... Like, I, I slice at it, again, in his jugular, so, like, his whole head is connected, like, nearly headless Nick style. Yeah, um, Sue is JK rolling. Yeah. More, th- uh, no, sorry, it is that zombie's turn, Sarah. It's just gonna wave at you and try and hit you. Does 11 hit? <laughs> no. This zombie right. is so annoying. It's just like flailing about with its arms now. Its head's not even looking at you because of how <laughs> it's it's been almost decapitated. And uh, Morthos, it's your turn. I'm gonna use uh, Phantasmal Force on the Mind Flayer. Um, okay. So it needs to try to make an intelligence saving throw. It rolled 16, so it will succeed. Man, every time. All right, don't worry about it. 
continually confused by what you're doing to it, it's going to swing at you. <laughs> it has become perturbed. It's going to miss with one attack. Does it need to save for perturbed? <laughs> no. Uh, Zach does 20 hit. Yeah. Okay, it's going to be that same life drain. It's going to hit you for 7. And then you have a DC 13 con saving throw or be permanently reduced. Uh, I got it. I'm going to roll a 12 plus some stuff. Okay, so you succeeded, but you will still take 7 damage. Yep. And it is Bastin's turn. I said, Tentacle Man, stop running. I'm going to try to hit it again. Okay. I crit failed. Never mind. <laughs> so you just swing wide. Makarin, it's your turn. Alright, how far am I from Tentacle Man? You could hit him. Cool, I'm going to try to hit him. <laughs> Guys, I rolled a 20. Wow. Where is Max. this? Max damage, right? Well, let me max, him, max him for the first attack, which is 8 plus 2 plus 4, which is 14. Okay. And then the second one. Why is this happening? Because uh, you're, you're not playing more Linde, I'm telling you. It must be. Or, like. <laughs> Or like I need to like go and revisit Morlinde's stats. Like maybe I'm like underpowering myself. It's happened before. The second one doesn't hit uh, unless a six hits. Or it well, six not. plus stuff. Let me look at my plus not. stuff real. Okay. Unless you've got a lot of plus a lot stuff, of plus stuff. Probably your plus, not. Your plus stuff is probably Dex and proficiency, which is six. Which is six. That, yeah. Yeah. And that won't be enough. Yep. So. Right. Um, you hit him. Uh, pretty hard with that first attack, though. Yep. Um, slashy slash. What? Tell me. Tell me about your slash. Um. So my first attack is always with my rapier because that's, I think, how you're supposed to do it. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, so she just lunges forward and gives him a good slash on the arm. So he's a zombie, though, right? Yes. So he's just a, a mind player zombie. But yeah, yes. so I, I slash forward, <laughs> intending to go to a more, like, vital spot, but really I just kind of get his arm real good. But I don't think I fully take off the arm. Um, no, but a bunch of really gross black uh, ichor splurts out all over you and your clothes. It's really gross and smelly. Ugh. That was Maycarn's turn. It's ground zombie. Also, Maycarn does note that it's impressive that um, from what she's seen of Bastin and what she's heard from him, that he knows the word tentacle. <laughs> uh, so ground zombie's gonna swing at you. Finally, does 20 hit. Yeah. Oh, I forgot he wasn't dead. No, yeah, he's just real close. And he's gonna deal 7 damage. Damn. Oh, uh, sorry, 6 damage. So yeah, you, like, it finally just, like, flails hard enough that it, like swaps you really hard in the knee, but like sideways, your knee like kind of goes sideways and it hurts yeah. a little bit. She's like, what the heck? Um, Morthos, it is your turn. I'm gonna look at the Mind Flayer. I'm just gonna tell him that his magic is as bad as his breath. Sick burn, bro. And what does that do? Uh, wisdom saving throw. Cuss words. Oh, well, uh, it saves. The roll was a 17. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, wait, that's for the, the zombie. This is different. This has different stats. So it's 18. Fair enough. Um, I will take a, a like a, a step back so I'm not like right up in, in melee range. Take a big old shift. Did you do any damage to it? No. 
No, I didn't. Okay. No. Does he say? Uh, ba Bastin, it is your turn. <clears throat> I'm on a continual quest to down this thing with my great axe for a. That's gonna hit twenty-three. Okay. And sixteen damage. Tell me how you kill it. I think I was just really upset that I missed last time, so I put a little more oomph into this one, and I like swing at it, but kind of swing a little lower than I wanted to, so instead of hitting it like up in the torso, I kind of just like go straight through its hips and like cut it, bifurcate it that way. Yeah, so, <clears throat> um, yeah, it's you got like black oozy gunk all over you too now, it's just sprayed everywhere, and I'll say that a single larger drop has flown all the way and gotten on Morthos's shirt. And uh, Mekaran, it's your turn. All right. So she remembers the zombie once it hit her. Because, right, he killed the Mind Flayer, yeah? Correct. Okay. So she's really upset about it. I'm just going to knock my dice off. Um, does a 14 hit? 14 plus stuff? It does. Okay. I'm going to give the die. Oh, wait. I don't need that dice. I need this one. So first she goes for his jugular again. Oh, nice. Um, and does 8 plus 4 plus 2. Tell me how you kill it. It hit a yeah. single health. Literally just decapitates. Like, she's so frustrated that she got hit. And it kind of hurt. Um, when you went for her knee. No, I just dropped my cliff bar. <gasps> oh, man. I mean, the floor is pretty clean. <laughs> I recently vacuumed and we don't use this room. Anyway, um... She was so upset, so she just takes her rapier and goes, ah, with one huge swoop and decapitates it, and then he falls limp to the ground. She's like, thank goodness. Awesome. Can everybody tell me what their hit points are at right now? Starting with Bastin. I'm at 39. 39. Morthos? 32. 32. And Meikaren? 16. You're a striker. You're squishy and... And you dealt, like, you got the brunt of most of the damage. So you've, you know, you've killed all of these enemies, and um, you're able to tell just because of the fact that you got attacked by zombies and a white, if you weren't sure that's what that other thing was, that uh, that gives you, like, you can tell that this area is probably pretty good for getting dirt that's charged with necrotic energy. So you scoop up a bunch of vials, and then we're going to cut back to sitting in... Um, well, actually, before we do, does anybody want to comment to each other about the fight um, to give you a little bit of fodder to chew on? Morthos didn't hit anything. All he did was yell insults at everyone. Um, and so, like, if you guys want, you can talk a little bit. <laughs> so did you, like, um, come to this wasteland completely unarmed? I have a rapier right here. You can see it. Yeah, and you didn't use it? I'm a bard. What do you want from me? My Cute job. little weapons are not good for fighting. Bastin says as he's like waving his great axe around. <laughs> my job is to make you guys look good. Oh my god, how did you get invited? Bastin looks good fighting. So when Bastin fighting, Bastin look good. Okay. <laughs> That's right, um... Bastin. You go, man. Oh, goodness. I'm gonna. Bastin definitely like mixes some of the like gunk into the dirt and puts that in one of the vials. <laughs> Bastin, I don't uh. I don't know if that's necessary, but you do you, man. So 
you now sit before Sulak in Mama Matrasta's, battered and reeking of death. <clears throat> Many of the other patrons have chosen to avoid tables adjacent to yours, but no one confronts you directly. The servers are polite, but seem to avoid your table for as long as they can, and quickly escape once your needs have been met. Sulak seems unperturbed by your disgusting state, and has pulled various scientific-looking apparatuses from his bag, and appears to be testing the soil you brought him. Making solutions and chanting incantations, he is too focused on his task to notice much. He pours a small drop of some unknown liquid on a tiny speck of dirt that you brought him, and a surprisingly large puff of dark purple smoke puffs up with a small but clear pop. Sulak immediately apologizes to the surrounding patrons, the servers and Mama Matrasta herself, uh, lest he appear to be breaking her rule about being polite. Yes, yes, this will do excellently, Sulak exclaims. Well done, friends, but your quest is not complete. I have much more for you to accomplish yet. Go ahead and stop the recording there.